Right, I'm recording now. How do we? You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Keep slapping the side of my head. How do we do this? How do <laughs> we do this? I've forgotten. I can't actually man. remember. <laughs> no, Definitely got to leave a table. <laughs> I can't remember. Good start. I mean that we say hiya. <laughs> then I need to have the laser discs lying out on the table anyway. No, uh, and you know what I'm glad like cause I thought we were going to be filming this so on the way in I was like fuck I forgot my notes and then I was like fuck I forgot the chalice <laughs> the chalice yeah. uh, you still got it no yeah, of course there'll be a lot of people that'll be happy to see the back of that while he's reaching in here I don't think so I think the chalice is <laughs> if you could vote chalice yes chalice no on twitter <laughs> text it to my personal mobile number <laughs> it is nine nine <laughs> Nine. Oh eight nine one two two six fifty fifty fifty. What's that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what is that, Richie? <laughs> no, I'm just chat back. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Two, come two, on, six, remember eight, it was eight, like six. the the footage of the club. Aye. I was like, oh. come on, call chat back, and then the number would come flying. Oh eight nine one two two six fifty fifty fifty. I wonder who you're chatting to. Hi, I'm just and see on the on the chat called for hot hole. I I know the jail's a wee bit further away than you think. Actually, most of the border just comes for like I'm alco, my alco, my family. <laughs> Not been at a nightclub in ten years, so I don't know what you're phoning me for. Is <laughs> <laughs> this ghost still alive? Is that? <laughs> chat back, right enough. But... <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> Jesus. Just like just a guy looking at his Wayne, just pointing a gun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want that future for you. <laughs> it, is, it is like it is an element that's missing for um, <clears throat> film tie-ins now. Like when you used to get like you, you could phone up a number and Freddy Krueger would scare you, you know, or. I think there was like a Terminator 2 thing you'd phone up and Arnie would be like you know it's like an, I don't know like an Arnie clock it just tickled the bell it's 4.52 at the third stroke before if you phone up for the time it's just like your first appearance are dead just, like, just so we get like have you have you obtained permission from your parents both your parents are dead hello hi everybody hi hi <laughs> Hello, we're back. I feel like I'm laughing like Sid James recently. I keep going. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of Sid James laughs. Yeah. I'm just over back here. Like a chest infection, so you might hear some good laughs by me. Like stripe figure ones. I was doing a Slimer impression to my wee boy, and he was he looked at me like, fucking hell, that's like Slimer's in the room. And it was like, it's because I was so bunged up. <laughs> Perfectly. I've been doing this groan recently. Every time I get, every time something upsets me or annoys me, and I realise how crusty the clown it was. I keep doing a. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> angry, angry man. Uh, what are you listening? To? What are folk listening? To? They're listening to uh, Video Namaste, a film podcast. <laughs> aye, aye, that's right. Aye, um, I'm back. Long time, long time. Uh, <sighs> Last one was the Christmas episode we done. That. 
<laughs> what Christmas though? Can you mind? Twenty eighteen, I think. Oh, well done. Oh, I think it was twenty eighteen. Because we've done. Yes. I think I can't. I can't mind the other ones, but we've done X Files, the film. Oh yeah, oh, X Files, Dick, Dick Tracy, Tracy. Dick Tracy. Time Bandits. That was Time it. Bandits. Aye. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Aye. Aye, that that's, is... and now somehow everything in the world's got worse. <laughs> Just like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, it's, it's it's weird. We never really officially said where we're gone, so this isn't technically a comeback. No, no, no. don't call it. <laughs> don't, don't call, call it a comeback. comeback. <laughs> We've been here for years. <laughs> <laughs> and don't ever fucking touch my leather. <laughs> um, Ladies love cool. What's his name, Rich? James. That's the one. Aye. I was going to say Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm laughing at Elio Kilji in Bethlehem. <laughs> no, it's I'm Jacob, mate. <laughs> um, and speaking of love... love, love, love. <laughs> if you're listening to this on the day of release, it should be Valentine's Day. Um, oh, beautiful. And if you're listening to it on Valentine's Day, you're obviously not getting your home. For that, we're very sorry. <laughs> or pat it on to get your hole. Could be an icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Perry is giggling at that, and you look across the room, and you go in for the kiss, and you realise it's a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at your smart meter, and you go, fuck, I need to turn everything off. <laughs> That'd actually be a good bit for Valentine's Day. It's like, you want me to lower the lights? It's like, no, it's like, no, I actually need to, I can't afford to. <laughs> and I'm coming in, look at all the candles. Ah, yeah, this is very <laughs> romantic. Is it? Uh, <laughs> I have to steal these. <laughs> Rose petals everywhere because the floors are dying. <laughs> I can't afford to water them. Getting close and get a heat. <laughs> <laughs> Under the big blanket, beans for dinner. The usual. There'll be no tricks. Right. Living like cowboys. <laughs> just breathing hot breath into each other's faces <laughs> see I mean it doesn't sound all that bad <laughs> it sounds haunting man if you've just had beans and you're breathing on me I don't know I really like cowboys on me <laughs> <laughs> it's me and you the night Danny I was just able to record this right now in Richie's flat we've moved we've uh, I well we've gone for an old video namaste tradition of recording the podcast next to a fucking fridge <laughs> Thrumming away right within <laughs> arm's reach. <laughs> so you can probably hear that right now. That's my fridge. Um, but yeah, so it's Valentine's Day. So um, we decided to come back. No, no, we haven't come back. We've never come back. Don't call this Don't a comeback. Come back. Don't. It's not a comeback. Um, we've decided to go with the subject of love. 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 So we'll all be talking deep it's like I'm trying to hypnotize I'm going to buy me a horse <laughs> <laughs> yes I do so if anybody's new to Video Namaste um, turn it off right now <laughs> no um, if anyone's new to Video Namaste where you going <laughs> <laughs> nah Please go. The thing I always love about Video Namaste is like the idea that someone because you know when you like a film and you're like, I wonder if there's any podcasts about this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find one on YouTube and it's got like six hundred reviews and it's just a guy reading IMDb trivia off the <laughs> trivia page. And you're like, sorry man. Or someone just you. or four people describing the plot to each other. <laughs> 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 so what we kinda of tend to do is celebrate 
Uh, <laughs> so mostly lesser known films, but there's no many lesser known films about love. <laughs> really, I mean there are, but they're fucking miserable. So like, <laughs> well, see, that's that's the thing I always say about rom coms is like the best rom coms everybody knows. Mm. You all know the good rom coms, uh, and, and, and they are the best ones. See when folk are like, oh, when Harry met Sally and all that sort of stuff, you're like, aye, it's good, and all the best ones are the ones that everybody knows. Mm. It's, a, it's such a strange thing. It's like you always find. Horror films are a wee bit, maybe like you always find ones that go under the radar or like mm. thrillers or political ones. But rom coms, just because they're so broad and watched mm. by everybody, the best ones are just just everybody's seen them. Aye. So it's, it's easy money, isn't it? And of course, it's a universal subject the subject of love. 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 Unless <laughs> you are. It's not asexual, is it? Aye, where you've, you've got the bits but you can't be arsed using them can't be arsed using them can't be arsed using them you fucking heard me no we've all been oh, there oh no aromantic is it aromantic is maybe is that a thing aye aye oh aye is that when you like love arrows heaven <laughs> <laughs> 17 singing about time code when I know that out <laughs> you better move you aromantic <laughs> fucking I've actually got Andy. a good pun for this episode. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, like, is, are, you, are you waiting for the right time? You waiting for someone? To you say guys, it's not really a pun, like funny. It's you're merely, no your water on it's, this, merely like, it's merely. It's merely. Think about it. <laughs> mm. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll try and spot that when it happens. When it happens. All right. Okay. So um, we've don't, taken. Ah, the... Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> That's plenty. We take the subject of love, yeah. and then each of us choose a film, and then over the next three episodes, we'll discuss each film. Yeah, that's the um, one. Now, you've clicked on the episode, so you know, you know, the film. There's not going to be a reveal here. <laughs> you know what we're here to talk about. Uh, we had the idea about so that we could release it on Valentine's Day, but uh, there's something really funny about the three of us talking about love. <laughs> how? <laughs> Wait, I love you, though. I love you too, but we're there's love in the room. At least. Yeah, there is. I mean. We need to sort of cast off our male awkwardness. That's an amory. Maybe it's just me. I'm talking about love all day. <laughs> I could talk to love to a band then. Finley, I'm an amorist. That means. That mean an amorist. Was that the means you love love. No, I know, but I was going to say Finley's in love with love. I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. That wasn't the pun. An actual. Right. Uh, uh, wait. Wait. Is that a term? An amorist. Am- amorist. I. An amorist. Wait, Amorism the- is like the idea, like love and being in love and stuff. And an amorist is that kind of person, like a, like a suitor is that or a everyone. I don't. You would think so, but some people don't really give a fuck. What's an amethyst then? That's a stone. That's a buff stone. <laughs> That's a buff stone. Very un Jupiter like of you. I'm an <laughs> That's me. Love the idea. I love love and I'm, a, I'm an amethyst. An a, well, I says amethyst and then there's romanticist as well, but I believe they're two wow. different things. Which, which, I've not even done research on this. Which, this is just it, pure so brain there's an expression shit. for, like, Romeo, he was more in love with the idea of being in love. 
so there was a right, and in fact was it not like Romeo was in the name of the I don't fucking know obviously <laughs> this is what you've tuned in for folks <laughs> just no, guys keep going. Come discussing on. semantics it's important <laughs> when you listen to Video Namaste that you don't look up anything that we're talking oh, about oh please don't uh, I can't wait to, <laughs> I can't wait till somebody looks up Amorist and it's some like fucking deal <laughs> you know, do you know we actually got away with it I think so Amorist big stuff <laughs> I don't think we have a wide enough audience to get the, the well actually responses. <laughs> you know? An amorist. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, mm-hmm. What, do you not believe Finley? I no, I, I'm not even sure I believe myself, to be fair. <laughs> no, it sounds sure. right. It is. It is. I'm sure I'm they know on a crossword somewhere. <laughs> As in, an amor. You're enamored. Mm. There you go, eh? Look what I'm fucking clever of me now since we started this podcast. <laughs> it's a bit like when people say they like food. I'm a foodie. <laughs> I'm a food. No, which is how, um, which is how Gerard Butler expresses his enjoyment for his favourite sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sparked off in your brain, and you had to get it as fast I as did, you could. I could have delivered it better. What's that's his favourite sport? A wee, a wee bit of, it's easy as that. It's like when somebody, it's like when somebody says when they're going to meet you, and they say, "Oh, in tennis," I always say, "Oh, Sean Connery's favourite sport." <laughs> so now, whenever somebody says "foodie," I'm going to be like, "Ah, oh, that's Gerard Butler's favourite," and a couple of Scots. Side note: If I tell you that I've properly. watched Gerard Butler play for Celtic. Have I, I tell you this? No. They played in a charity match once. Uh, <laughs> I've seen the photos. <laughs> played a charity match, and I believe at the, on the, at the same match, one of the guys from One Direction was sick on the field because yeah. <laughs> he got slight tackled by Gabriel Bonlahorn that fucking wiped him out. Had to get subbed off. He was sick in the pitch. <laughs> Is that what made him sick? Aye. He just goes. Aye. <laughs> he got his ass handed to him because he's just used to getting Aye. like spat on with these lasses, but now he's <laughs> he's getting hurled into by a guy that played for West Ham. I think. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> there is one direction he's going. Good and night, all right. <laughs> changing rooms. Ever dreamed of a life less ordinary? Of course you have, you boring fuck. You're listening to a podcast while you're making yourself dinner. Something simple tonight, yeah? Like last night? Oh, sure, tomorrow you'll try something new and exciting and challenging, won't you? <laughs> Fat chance. Oh, I wish I had a life less ordinary, you say? Picking up the same mild curry sauce you get every week. Fuck you. Oh, Danny Boyle. I bet the camera will move around and stuff. We're starting with a life less ordinary, which was my choice. Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny, I feel a wee bit self-conscious about it. Dead. Tiny wee bit, because I think um, I've come to realise that a life less ordinary is... Uh, it's not... It's not as revered as I thought it was. Nope. <laughs> it is not at all. So many people do not like it. Right, yeah. so hold on, cards on the table here. Did you like it, Finlay? Uh, it's the first time I've seen it in about this is a no 15 year <laughs> it's probably better than when I first saw it okay. but I still couldn't get a grasp on it right because it's, right. it's a it's a big mess I mean Wait. an admiral big mess oh like but 100% I think I think like yourself Richard like see if you are like indebted to it like by watching it so much it becomes something mm. different mm-hmm. but see if you're uh, away from it and no got that kind of feeling about it it can just be completely distant for you Aye. you know what I mean uh-huh. Aye, that, that nostalgic uh, magnetism that you mm. have is uh, dangerous Yeah. but uh, this was my first time watching it so like you I first time ever? It. no no oh, no, no, no first time in a long time Aye, 
Like that film was a rinsed that film and all Danny Boyle films like uh, well the three of them Shallow Grave, Trainspotting and A Life Less Ordinary I watched the three of them constantly for years and um, there was something specific about A Life Less Ordinary though that connected with me in quite a profound way when I was a wee guy and I was like at an age where and I'm sure you're the same where you're like I could get involved in this industry. I could get, you know, and I felt like you, you realised it was film courses and things like that. Mm. And then seeing that this was a film for production and that was a little yeah, close to I home and they knew that it was like people who had shot films uh, in flats that you used to get the bus pass to go to college or do whatever. Aye, aye. You know, it felt close to home and knew these folk are in America making big films with Cameron Diaz and, mm. you know. You and I are the same age. Mm. It has the exact same time in our lives. And I think we're probably the most susceptible to it. And I think one of the things about it is that, as Finley says, it is a big mess of stuff. But I think watching it at the time, it's a film with like that's had a lot of ideas thrown at it. Mm-hmm. Like just <clears throat> hundreds of just bits, and it's like a room full of people have sat and gone, "What if we do a bit like this? And what if we do? <laughs> what if we do a musical number? What if we do a <clears throat> claymation bit at the end? What if we do?" And it's got hundreds of these little and it's very kind of it moves at this mad pace as well but also um, I mean we'll come to this later but things like the soundtrack and all that mm-hmm. tapped into it one of the things that did surprise me about it not being received or being a bit of a a flop mm-hmm. is that I had read that um, I remember reading that because this is the same team that did Shallow Grave into Strainspot isn't it so it's mm-hmm. yes. John Hodge Danny Boyle and Andrew McDonald Aye. producer and I remember reading a DVD review years ago. Oh yeah! That, that talk about romance. That, <laughs> that, that team had decided that we're going to make movies until they made a, a like a, a flop, yeah. a stinker. Oh right! And it was the beach that broke them up. Oh, because the beach was after life. Yeah, life. I've oh, never, yeah. I've never seen the beach. I seen. Still not seen it. It's pretty good for what I remember like yeah again Danny Boyle's always one of the directors where I'm like aye, aye I'll sounds, watch it man. I see like stuff like Trance and all that it's like, it's, fucking, it's like millions we never watch it and aye. then I watched it and forgot fuck of course it's Danny Boyle this is great mm. uh, Slumdog Millionaire I'm like oh god fucking watch Slumdog and then watched it and it was amazing I only watched it because I worked at the cinema I was like this is quite be rubbish man and then I was like oh it's actually class I'm an idiot <laughs> as per usual when it comes to Danny Boyle <laughs> Uh, Sunshine was the only one that I still haven't clicked with the Uh, only one of his films but I've pretty much loved every other one of them Uh, I've not seen Trance Trance is great. I didn't say it like that. I've not seen Trance. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I say it like that. Like he did that Steve on. Jobs film as well, didn't he? Aye, also great. Yeah. Did he? Did he do Filth? No. He didn't do no, Filth. He did no, 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 no. I always assumed it was well, him. They, filth. So they all didn't get back together until Transporting 2. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Which is great. Oh, yeah. I, and I, I was like, who would have thought? Eh? I, know, I was convinced it was going to be absolutely ganting, but it's yep. so good. Not at all. And also featured one of the funniest 10 minutes of film that year. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Hands did that whole sequence. And you um, know, straight off the bat, I'm talking about it as well. Oh, so that's stay something too. But then, um, aye, so yeah, Lifeless Ordinary. Mm. I mean, if you're listening, there's no point in us trying to describe that. I was going to say, did we, we go through the plot? Did we try and go through the plot a wee bit? But right, we can mention that it's like Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, we should start with the angels, eh? Aye. Start with the angels, eh? <laughs> um, Everybody who's not seen Life Less Ordinary been like, Ewan McGregor, okay. Angels, what, what the fuck? <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> 
So it's this, the story of two angels who um, are sent to make two people fall in love. Yes. And the two people are Ewan McGregor and Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. And Ewan McGregor basically gets himself in a situation where he's so desperate that he kind of accidentally kidnaps Cameron Diaz, who's a rich man's daughter, mm-hmm. played by Ian Holm. And um, it all kind of unfolds from there. And that's that's enough as a snobs, right? Like a crime caper, old-fashioned romantic comedy. But another thing that I didn't consider, probably because I'm in a similar position, but it was like I didn't, I didn't really, I've never really thought of it as an outsider's perspective on America. Mm-hmm. But Aye. I always think of like, like, like a life less ordinary kind of reminds me of like things like spaced, in that sense of it's like it's a normal story but it's so everything's so heightened mm-hmm. and like it's a fantasy it's unrealistic it's like it's very it's MTV very cartoonish yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's real MTV um, I think there's not to compare it but I think like the setting and the autumnal kind of Utah stuff kind of mm-hmm. has shades of some I wouldn't say shades of Coen Brothers but shades of someone who likes the Coen Brothers aye. well you know, we'll, get, kind of aye, we'll get well. back to that later but aye uh but um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, but yeah. So the angels are played by Delroy Lindo. Yep, yep, and Holly and Hunter. Holly Hunter. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember that being the moment that I fell in love with Holly Hunter. Oh, she's pretty good. Uh, in Arizona for me. Amazing, mm-hmm. and it. Um, she's such like <clears throat> her performance is so physical. Yeah. Every element is like any other actor, not any other actor, but I think most other actors would have taken a fairly straightforward approach to her role. Mm. But hers is, she makes it so sensual mm-hmm. and um, and like wanting almost yeah. at times as well. Like, and she's constantly writhing around, you know. <laughs> well, I think there's... she didn't need to be at all at any point. I, I don't think it was really called for. Well, I was <laughs> going to say, for Holly, there's but stuff, what she done. The Jesus. way what they, I mean, obviously it's kind of explained, but I can take Finley's point as well, where it's like. You're never really sure where the the angels are mm-hmm. because there's a slightly un, there's a definitely an unhinged element to her, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, where it's like, are you trying to get them together? Are you just trying to kill them or aye, like aye. what? Um, but obviously there was the whole idea that putting them in jeopardy heightens everything. Aye. And, and also they kind of mirror the other the lead characters. Um, entire structures as well like mm. their whole be- behavioural patterns their dynamic and everything like that they are essentially mirrors of the leads too mm-hmm. is what I picked up for this time round like I was always like, I didn't quite get why they acted the way they did but as the story unfolds you realise that their scenarios mirror the lead um, Cameron Diaz and yeah. and yeah. McGregor's situation constantly in terms of like where they are in their relationship too yeah. like basically one of them is falling out of love with love you know they're, mm. they're like two cupids basically these mm-hmm. angels and um, and they they have to they the stakes are high for them in the sense that what is it they don't get back into heaven if they don't if they, if they can't get them together then they then they don't get back they're into just heaven. mortals uh-huh. they're mortals <clears throat> and they hate mortality and them that that plane of existence uh-huh. but um i you, like throughout the um as the story unfolds one's more romantic you mcgregor than the other mm-hmm. and one persuades the other to be more romantic and they're paths converge and everything kind of just blows up yeah see the thing especially with the angels that I was thinking was at the start she's not really like that kind of because she's very like sexual in it like mm. she's very like physical rides around a lot really like 
kind of bends her body quite a lot and all that but at the start of the film she's not really like that so I was thinking it was like because they are essentially mortals now it's them falling to the whims of human feelings and emotions yeah, yeah, totally. and you know what I mean because this, I think I think Delroy Lindo's character has something like that like obviously he does the poems mm-hmm. and that, there's think, a line as well when he writes the love letter at the end mm-hmm. when he says back when I was alive mm-hmm. so there's a, there is a sort of suggestion that they were once alive and then mm-hmm became angels but, so, they're like, so they're kind of like succumbing to like being mortal again and understanding pain and pleasure so that's why because so I think there was call for that then because I, <clears throat> I think yeah. what is it that kicks it off with her it's like she does something and she like feels like quite she's reading a book it's like quite oh, erotic yeah, yeah. or something and then she feels it and she, she spends the rest of the film essentially being like quite heightened and erotic mm-hmm. because yeah. she's fallen prey to having human emotions and no, feelings like again rather than being emotions rather than being an angel and no huffing all that sort of stuff totally mm-hmm. aye, mm-hmm. that makes I sense I think aye no no you're right no <laughs> it makes sense I think I laughed at as well was the fact that heaven's a polo station aye. <laughs> aye. it's great yeah, like even I know even in the even in the afterlife sex workers still get it tight <laughs> it's like, fucking like, it's just paper yeah. it's all bureaucratic uh-huh. but sorry, that, that. I feel like that aye. comes into the kind of um, the outsider because it's all very Hollywood, isn't it? Aye, aye. It's, it's all like, very like uh-huh. painted. But that, that's the thing. It's like again, like mirroring the mortal life. Sorry, I was going to say, well. I love that it opens with that conversation. You know, it was like the black screen, and yep. you know, the guy. He's like, "You see that apple? Don't eat that apple." <laughs> what does she do? What does she do? She's an apple off standing to his feet. Uh, uh. The lives of the mortals mirror the life of the a- lives of the angels as well, in the sense that it's a bureaucratic nightmare up there just as it is down here so like this guy's job's getting taken over by robots mm. and they're <laughs> another thing I was waiting for to pop just... for somebody to be like what the fuck fucking robots <laughs> aye. it's like oh aye, that was something that I thought of I'm sure I put in the notes it's like um, it's like uh, Brazil for hopefuls yeah <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> a hint of that actually it's like a, it's like a slacker's fable basically oh, god mm-hmm. it's like it's sort of Realising how predictable my but I'm sure that was discussed in the the production design uh, process. But the, I, I think what what we were saying earlier about the Coens like, mm. is it, like so. There's a lot of uh, correlations between the casting specifically. So you've got Holly Hunter, mm-hmm. you've got Tony Shalhoub, mm-hmm. um, you've got who else have you got? The what's his name? The fella. Who's also in the hunger, in charge of the police station? Uh, uh, Danny Dea. Yes. Aye, and, and a couple of blood simple. Aye. aye, and there's a couple others as well. I think maybe one or two. Well, I forgot we doubled up on Danny Dea. Mm-hmm. Aye, oh aye, Beautiful. aye. Um, like so, there's that. There's... I was just, his line that always stuck with me for some reason that just gets in my head all the time was like irreconcilable sexual disharmony. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Aye, so there's like thematic and tonal similarities to the mm. Coens as well in terms of like the. I guess they were at their peak as well. Yeah. Like, well, not at their peak, but they were definitely like. No, well, they were getting Oscars for Fargo, Fargo and I. So, so like they, again, like look, looking at America as a sort yeah, of film, uh, then. But that to me, I think Life Less Ordinary is just a mishmash of media, and mm. that Danny Boyle does this really interesting thing that. Um, People like his peers, like Edgar Wright, and that don't necessarily get, excuse the pun, right all the time. Mm-hmm. Is that the music itself informs the actual tone 
the plot, the mm-hmm. storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Edgar Wright and others, uh, other peers, like even Tarantino and that, it's more just like a little slice of coal that's put in <laughs> to make whatever it is that's on screen look mm-hmm. a bit cooler. Mm-hmm. But what Danny Boyle gets right is like, so the intro, for instance, is still like, uh, it, as soon as it happened, I knew it was coming. Like, uh, sneaker pimps were playing, oh, and yeah. Cameron Diaz is like doing a backstroke in a pool, and it's like this big, luscious, or oh, one, the first of many God's Eye views as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Tons of God's Eye yeah. shots and mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, obviously, you know, again, like you would think, uh, other di- lesser like achieved directors would just put in as a stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. But what Danny Boyle does is he compiles a bunch of really cool styles, but in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. So he'll do things like put sneaker pimps at the time of Eric, like you know, cool trendy band. Hey, I still so, like that tune. Man. Not, listen, I'm, tune. I, I just didn't want to sound ancient. I fucking love the sneaker pimps. Kills. <laughs> Kills, man. I know I'm going to be fucking 40 this year <laughs> um, but it also you'll compile a bunch of uh, really cool contemporary art so music it, film styles film makers mm-hmm. um, actors and uh, you'll put this all together and different mediums as well so like at one point you've got claymation at the end of the film yeah <laughs> you've got a you've got a musical number mm-hmm. so all these all these things make sense so the whole idea of the game show dream the, as the game well show dream, and all that, I, yeah. But it all makes sense, and what I think is the like the combining uh, theme, like the bedrock of the film, is you know when they have the um, the uh, monologues to the camera mm-hmm. at the end, mm-hmm. like they say that love is what is it ludicrous? Love is like uh, I'm sure it's something along the lines of love is ludicrous. Like a hormonal love. imbalance. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that and it is like it's 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 it doesn't make sense. It's yeah. chaos, so like that's that carries that theme carries through the choice of mishmashing all these styles mm-hmm. you know and i guess it, like cynicism is kind of the not the villain but it's definitely the it's uh, definitely yeah. a hope like hope versus cynicism Aye, that, that's tale. What, that's what holds holds the um the protagonist back from achieving their goal cynicism mm. in every aspect mm-hmm. you know but i i that, that like um i'm sure it's something along the lines of, if not ludicrous something similar but um, but it makes sense as to why, like, again, Danny Boyle is one of these filmmakers who every decision he makes is, I believe, carefully thought through mm-hmm. and not just a stylistic choice, despite the fact that he's a very stylistic director, mm-hmm. you know? Well, the, sty- <clears throat> the stylism, like, I think for me, uh, a lot of the physical performance, I think mm-hmm. is what I love about this film. A lot of the, the blocking and the... Just the deliveries and the way people like things like the way Ewan McGregor throws the drink aye. in Stanley Tucci's eye and, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. It's just it's so <laughs> it's so good. Like I think I, I think I think I think Tucci's I mean, again, as well. I, I was about to say that. I was generally just about to say you always forget how cut that guy is, man. <laughs> He's got the, the good like Marbella uncle. I know. Aye, lives You're like you. Fucker, look at that. Bored, man. I think like one of the things a bit, I guess, probably connected me as a as a, a wee guy, as you said, like, is just how how it's put together physically, mm-hmm. and it's I, I I feel like it's hard to even explain, and I don't know if it's just because every movement of the film is burned into my memory, but I feel uh, like the way that the film moves and the way that the people move in the film and like, um really kind of took me mm-hmm. um, I, everything's, I, I think it's, I, it feels like it feels like a big 
pot of ideas. Mm-hmm. Also, this isn't the real world. That yeah. None of this film, not even, not even Earth. When they're in Utah, like you know, when you've, uh, you've got, and I think it's one of these things that, like, they, I think it was a again a really clever choice that, like, when you're setting a film against, like, say for instance, another example would be, uh, like, um, uh, the fucking Christmas film. It's a Wonderful Life. Why oh. did I fucking forget that? <laughs> did I mention I'm nearly 40? Uh, so, in It's a Wonderful Life, you've got heaven portrayed as just a star in the sky, mm-hmm. right? And that grounds it a little more closer to reality, but to me, no far enough away. And uh, it's a nice kind of romantic idea, but with this, if you've got like scenes set in heaven itself, mm-hmm. you go all out, but what do you do? Do you push heaven in terms of, like, you know, it's... And believability further away for the audience, or do you bring reality a little bit closer to heaven? You know, uh, do you bring him closer feels, to earth? That kind of it does feel and like they a make sort a of nice choice to make them the aye. whole thing aye. a bit like like again like carrying that theme. Love is absurd, and like that uh, that idea of you know the lines kind of blurring and everyone just being a little caricaturish mm-hmm. almost um, was. A really clever choice because I think if they made it a little too serious and gritty, mm-hmm. it, they could have ended up with excess baggage. You know that film. Well, see the thing, as, the thing as well as, especially for you, Richie. Like this would have this. I'm got to talk about the soundtrack. Ah, um, cool. Especially we having the soundtrack there as well. Like the soundtrack isn't just texture. Ah. The sound the soundtrack is like it gives it this kind of it kind of refract this the songs and how cool the bands are to be a, to have a different emotion in some of the scenes mm-hmm. and it makes them I don't know it makes it feel that weird remix so nostalgic. Leave by R.E.M. Aye it's like a specific like you know, made for like, the film so see stuff like that it's like especially as you were saying when this film came out at the age you would have been these would have probably have been bands that you listened to or liked anyway so like and see like the Underworld song the Faithless song and all mm-hmm. that and there is Obviously, a connection to his train spotting and that mm-hmm. using some mm-hmm. of these some of these bands, but there is either some sort of like mad through line where he always manages to pick the right songs. Uh, Obviously, he's, he'll have a musical supervisor and that, but there's just uh, always something that makes it work and it makes it feel like I don't know. It makes it feel less rigid. Mm-hmm. We should we should probably emotional. Say that, I guess. Aye, aye, aye. It like like a a more whole piece. Like mm-hmm. there's more intent. Aye. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack was actually that I had the. Um, I'll start again. We should say uh, at the time that this came out um, to like you know younger listeners, Trainspotting had broken so many boundaries and uh, records in terms of that was a soundtrack that sold more copies than most bands did. My mum and dad had it and hadn't seen the film. Every I everybody. It is mad to think like everybody I think had back that to Trainspotting coming out and it being like I don't know if it was just because in school we were all too young to watch it but Aye. it was so heavily talked about Aye. yeah and the posters were everywhere Aye. culturally it was in and then this was the big um big big like, there was a lot of follows up train spotting is yeah i know <laughs> but like it was a big like there's a lot i remember there being a lot of pressure and a lot of folk like saying how you got to talk this and then they heard what it was about and i remember a lot of chat at the time mm. being like what the fuck are they doing <laughs> like you know they should just stick to like you know drug films <laughs> but uh i had it was that popular that you could buy this the poster for the soundtrack and i had a, this oh, on right. my wall the poster for the lifeless ordinary soundtrack is where that was then you know the like in terms of how um, popular the the tie-in soundtrack was because like Pulp Fiction had just came out 
a year before, a couple of years before, three, right. three, aye. so it's ninety seven life lessons. Yeah, think, it's, it's funny because when you do think of cool soundtracks, you think of sound, like as you said, it's like bringing current existing mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this was like tie in like the Ash aye, single. The Ash single, aye. they, they Ash, they contacted Ash, yeah. Tim Wheeler directly. This is another weird kind of tie a um, Edgar Wright as well. This is the first Charlotte Hatherley song yeah. that she features in. Yeah, yeah. Christ, what is, yeah. And, uh, and the music video... Was, was he made it to him? Like, uh, no, I, no was. They, they, they went out for a few oh, years. Was, oh, right, okay. Because he know. made a music video for her. <clears throat> I don't know if it's he made a music video first, but yeah, they went uh, out for a while. That's why, a- that's, why, <laughs> that's why Ash are all over the Shaun of the Dead soundtrack. Uh, and her I, mum is in the first... His, her oh, mum's yeah. in Shaun of the Dead, and mm. um, I used to fancy her stinking. I know Charlotte. her mum. Uh, do you know her mum is? No. Remember in the pub? Uh, what was it? Cockerside Mania. Ah, yeah. oh. that's <laughs> 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 her mum. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I used to fancy Charlotte. And that, stinking. That, that we all did, man. We all did. <laughs> I, I even had her solo album and everything. Oh, our solo album was yeah, great. Yeah, it's good. Oh yeah, no, it's awesome. What's the Spanish? What's the Spanish? Uh, Bastardo. Bastardo. The second one, Deep Blue, so fucking good. The second one's really good. Oh, anyway. She's great. Yeah, Shall I? Like, Shall like, you're listening? Song, <laughs> really good song. Put the ears in. <laughs> uh, but I like like talking about like it being the big cool thing, right? Mm. Um, the music video was even directed by remember Hammer and Tongs. Oh those shit! Those guys, and it was Gareth Garth Jennings. Garth Jennings was is one of the guys. Mm. Is Garth that, Jennings not? And then he went. Is, on Hammer and, to, is he not just Hammer and Tongs? No, no, it's another guy as is well. He produces a lot of it, and um, I believe he co-directs a lot of it too. But he, he right. never he never took that. I think he's more production side. Right. And he was, I think he was he, kind of more yeah, he industry. Does an, he does animation stuff now. Aye, he did, aye. Um, I didn't realise that was then. Holy shit. But yeah, no, because they Makes did, sense, though, they did the Blur milk carton uh, one uh, as well. Uh, uh, coffee and TV and all that. So like, that's where they were in the zeitgeist as well. So like, this uh, the, this okay. film was... This was built to be in FHM. At the height of like, <laughs> aye, like cruel Britannia. Do you want something mental that I discovered the other day? There is a comic adaptation that ran in 2008. is the other one. That's aye, fucking that's cross media thing. That's what it's a full about. adaptation. Like, oh, aye, like so like that. you had <laughs> aye, so you had that claymation thing the 2008 tie in and like the fact that even the the character choices as well to get back to the actual film. Uh, Cameron Diaz is like a Howard Hawks character. So she's mm. carrying that whole like Howard Hawks his girl Friday theme that carries through the film, you know, mm-hmm. the the old fashioned romantic comedy and I think that a big part of that comes through her. And she's great in it. And Ewan McGregor's like that uh, he's a he, he's an author, so like he speaks eloquently and he, like almost uh, like nobody speaks like that. But it's fine because it's a life less ordinary and he's mm. an author. Well, it's, so it's that's why bit, he speaks with There's a wee bit of the, the Baz Luhrmann's about it all. Oh, there's something. Mm. There's something about the like. I can't think. There's like. There's something a bit Baz Luhrmann-y, like, and obviously because of the Utah Desert and all that. I was thinking a lot of like Oliver Stone and stuff. Tay. There's that kind of like. Uh-huh. We we feel it. I don't know. I don't know what the nineties were obsessed with the desert for. Aye, Utah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Aye, like Utah, and Red Rock, West. Maybe they were just because they were they were yeah. probably easy to film in, but also. Aye. Like easy and cheap to film, but also really stick grand, a wide yeah. lens on it, man. <laughs> Utah, Utah, Utah looks fucking amazing. Yeah. So yeah, like that's well, you know, hitchhiking down the. Uh, I was, I was listening to some interviews with Ewan McGregor, right, and I couldn't find any article on what he actually says. 
but in the interview that he does, he apologises for something that he said about Utah. So I think when they were filming at Utah, he probably says like, this is a show. <laughs> but even in the interviews, like, he's like, I think some of my words got taken into context. I really do like Utah, but it's tough because Utah is fucking weird. <laughs> it's like, he just, he just says it again. <laughs> There, um, I, like, I, so I watched oh the DVD. Fuck me, the um, the DVD menu for this uh-huh. unreal. <laughs> it gives you the choice of what ratio you watch it, and it's oh. that old, you know. Oh, that's tiny. Uh, and like, you know, when, are you like, watching it on the kitchen telly <laughs> or the big telly <laughs> in the living room? And like, see navigating through the menu. Jesus Christ, it's just like you're as well I just ducking and rolling, man. So does it have a weird motion animation of the? It didn't. Uh, no, it was uh, one of the still ones, but because um, it was polygram, so they didn't really dabble. Uh, did it have casting crew filmographies? The casting crew <laughs> interviews, no Ooh, less. So wow. I watched a few of them, right? Mm-hmm. And see when each actor is. So what was it like working with you and McGregor? Cameron Diaz's face lights the fuck up. <laughs> oh, Likewise, oh, we can we we and McGregor as well. Was it like working with Cameron? No, obviously he's like. Uh, well, you know, I was, I was, we got to, we were watching the film the other night, and I was like, there was a wee bit, and I was like. There's two actors that like kissing oh, each other. They oh, they like chemistry. See that? See the bank robbery kiss. Oh, the the slabbery, the stringy slabber kiss. Oh boy. <laughs> I, know. I know, but like I was fucking. Yeah. Leg gone like a wee dog. Aye, and it was great because obviously, like you know, lifeless or the songs playing at the time. Aye. Robbery happens and the kiss happens and it's it's a big payoff. Like it works. It works Aye. really well. Aye. And you believe them as well. You believe they're actually in each other. What I will say is, you and McGregor's hair in this. <laughs> that know. fucking douche stinks, man. It does like, it looks, it looks like fucking Wurzel Gummidge. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Wurzel Gummidge if he wants to speak to the manager. <laughs> it is totally like cut with a knife and fork type hair. Cameron Diaz, and The shorts are great. Shorts are Everything works. He, he does look like some sort of like guy that works in a 70s second hand shop you know uh, what I mean but uh, the hair and listens to Oasis <laughs> singing round our way uh, well that's what he says in that interview they shut up uh, you uh, that's what he says in that interview they, the, like the woman's just like who's your favourite band and he's like Oasis I'm obsessed with Oasis they're the best band they're the only band I listen to oh wow it's like fucking right on man <laughs> and he sings, uh, he sings Round Our Way it's not in the soundtrack though I don't know Oasis Round Our Way is it not in the CD? no is it, no, oh. I, is it? I'm sure oh, it is I thought it, I thought it was not oh maybe it is huh. it's a great song I can't, I'm thinking about the poster I'm looking at the poster <laughs> in my mind's eye <laughs> that's a good song though come on there no, Round Our Way uh, you know what that was the, that was the point I was opening up to well, definitely when I heard that song I was like eh. <laughs> but again it's like if you get if you put a like you put a song in a film and you really love the film and then you it really opens you up to the <laughs> I was going to say it could be fucking Reet Petit it's in the film you'd be like yeah, Reet Petit's actually alright Reet Petit is alright Reet a fucking classic I'll not have any Jackie Wilson slander I will not um, fuck just thinking about that robbery scene in Reet Petit <laughs> It's that build for ages, and he gets. What about um? Cameron Diaz's singing voice. Everything. It's. See, I can't. What is it with Danny Boyle and karaoke bits? Is he obsessed with humiliation? I'm. I'm there. I'm for it. Um, I want to talk about the, the the Jeopardy scene. Because I think that's one of my favourites. Oh, right, aye. 
um, and just how it all plays out and the mm. just again just how good Holly Hunter is uh, when she start when she's chewing on the puts the, the shoves the tobacco in her mouth and <laughs> oh god it's, I, I just want to mention it because I huh? fucking love it <laughs> <laughs> aye, 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 and the did. way that her knee comes up on the the bonnet. Aye. Oh aye, my god. That is so good. She's fucking great, man. So yeah, good. Aye, she's fucking. She's who? who she's it, it, who's the hitchhiker? Is it Tim- Timothy Oliphant? Timothy Oliphant, mm, this aye, young lad. Because right, I, I was reading an interview with him today, and he says that uh, Holly Hunter was like a really big inspiration for him for this film. He was like, mm. she. It was like because I think he was just starting out acting, and he was like, I learned from her. I watched her do all her stuff, and that, and he was like. She basically urged me into just doing acting full time and just going for it. Because of was like good for you. And then he'd be in Scream Two or Scream One. Scream Two or uh, Scream Two, then Go, and then that was him, pretty much. Here, you want to hear my lifeless ordinary pun? Go for it. I don't think it's a pun. It's wordplay. Because I thought I thought it was wordplay on lifeless, lifeless ordinary. Because he's ordinary life is no a lifeless ordinary. Is it Maybe. not an expression, no, a lifeless ordinary? Oh, aye. Right, but I also okay. thought that worked as it's a lifeless ordinary. Do you know what I literally just got today? <laughs> Adam Ann is. <laughs> free Willy. Free Will. Free, free Will. Free Will. Right. Free Willy. Free Will, eh? <laughs> it's an Edinburgh film. <laughs> free Will, eh? Oh, it's Free Will, eh? <laughs> I don't know if that is. I've never seen Free Willy, but I. <laughs> well, you know, we've got three to watch. <laughs> Gets recaptured twice. He doesn't deserve to be free. <laughs> what is it? Michael Jackson done the song tie in for two. Did oh, he? Ah, did he? A sequel. One free Willy two, two Sonic three. What's <laughs> it up to? Um, also honourable mention for Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Tony Shalhoub. He's just at that point in his career where every time he appeared in something, he will only appear briefly and then right. was amazing. Right. <laughs> he was like the fucking the line about um, pre monk. He says. Whether or not she's your type is not something you'll have to resolve in this world. <laughs> An issue you'll have to resolve in this, or indeed the next. <laughs> because she'll be going to heaven for glamorous pussy and you'll be cleaning the floor of a diner in hell. <laughs> he's fucking sweet. Because we, watched Men, in Black, we watched Men in Black the other day as well and I was like, oh, there he is. I forgot. Oh, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> and the scared, the, the scared taxi driver in Quick Change as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, and of course, it. all of Monk. A monk, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Galaxy Quest. But I think he's no, no. He's in um, uh, the man who wasn't there, uh, and he has an an incredible monologue in that. And it, like it's one of the beautifully shot, most beautifully shot scenes in the Coen's back catalogue, in that prison, you know, and all the lighting on him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Stunning. I'm sure he's. Uh, I thought he was in Barton Fink as like a studio heat or something, but maybe. Like oh, it might be. Else. It might be. Maybe thinking of somebody else, by the way. <laughs> but I do love. I do love your tone. Your tone. Well, listen, sorry, can I just uh, interrupt us here for a word for our sponsor? All right. You know that? Right, okay, we'd like to thank our special Valentine's Day sponsor, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a small, chewable tablet guaranteed to make you harder than the last level of Gremlins 2 on the NES. Do you feel like you've been trying to post a lasagna through a letterbox? Is each shag as short as your average bad brain song? Or do you, like me, simply suffer from fanny fright? Then flop no more. Send Blue Chew to your door. Certified by the actual NHS, Blue Chew 
is a safe way to bring confidence back into the bedroom. You'll be riding for hours and smiling like a gormless prick as you do. Another advantage of Blue Chew <laughs> is that it's shipped in discreet packaging, so even your nosy bastard Porsche won't know you've been drilling mortar with wet fusilli. Join the revolution and have a hard-on on us. Use Namaste, that's N-A-M-A-S-T-E, at checkout, and you'll receive a free trial pill through your door. You'll receive a verbal warning. <laughs> We've all had ours. And each one of us can vouch, can't we, boys? <laughs> this table's got no legs. <laughs> Remember, flop no more. Send Bluetooth to your door. Did you actually get a Bluetooth sponsorship for us? Or was that... Is Bluetooth a real thing? Oh, well, man, it keeps you hard on. <laughs> it is, aye. it's actually real. Do you chew it? Aye, it's, a, it's a small chewable tablet. Pop it in your gub, apparently. I mean, so I've heard. Why would you want to chew it? Um, it's quite, in like it's quite. I think it's, it's like a thing like you, you're on the go. You've oh. just checked. <laughs> you're up on the go. <laughs> You've had your chewable readies. Ba 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 ba. You're a man about town. You're uh, about to miss your bus. Oh, I need to have a hard <laughs> one before I go into work. I don't think imagine mixing them up with your frutel. I like the idea you get somebody hung out. You got any paracetamol? Aye. It's the worst thing you need when they're hard on. A hunger hard on. That's exactly the sort of sponsorship we'd get as well. Well, it's a special Valentine's Day sponsorship. Can you no get it up because you're listening to film podcasts on me? Has your libido depleted because you've been listening to three Scottish guys talking about Cameron Diaz? (laughs) You got sit down, bum. <laughs> Square. Arse like two pancakes. <laughs> um, right, well, that was. I'm going to do a keyword roundup. Oh! Keyword roundup. Um, uh, so, keyword roundup. Sponsored is... by Hims. <laughs> Sponsored by Mitsubishi. Eh. <laughs> 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 Um, so I so keyword roundup is just uh, got to the IMDb page and finding the ten best keywords that relate to the films that we're talking about. Okay, this one's yeah. a lifeless order. I'm excited. So uh, we've got number one janitor. <laughs> huh? Aye, number right. two reference to JFK. <laughs> number three biting leg. Oh um, yeah, when he's when he's being attacked by the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number four fake bomb. Number five switchblade. Number six, man wears a kilt. <laughs> mm. uh, number seven, robot vacuum cleaner. Uh, number eight, jilted man. <laughs> jilted man, my new band. Uh, number nine, tequila shot. Uh, and number ten, claymation sequence. <laughs> right, can right, I get it? The claymation right. sequence no, tacked on I, at the end, wasn't it? Right. Oh, oh no, no, no. But I'm I'm thinking more like the keyboard. Jilted man makes sense. <laughs> Robotic vacuum cleaner. Hi. I suppose now that. Uh, well, you're, you're, you're wondering how many thing. robotic. How many robotic cleaner. vacuum cleaners are there? You merit a keyword. Oh, come know. on. That's the. Well, well, you'll find it. You'll find it soon enough that keywords are people are just there for people to search kinks. Oh, no, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. So what's this? Uh, leg biting. Biting oh. leg. Biting leg. Uh, or somebody just. Uh, why? 
Chucked here, Johnny. Vomiting there. Not better than overall. Just, just the sound of keys jingling gets me. <laughs> I chucked here, jilted man. Sight of sawdust. Sight of sawdust is the only thing that puts blood in it nowadays. Besides Bluetooth. <laughs> Bluetooth. 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 This is like a fucking Pokemon. Uh, the, only, the only other two what? notes I've got are McGregor's hair, my god, and Cameron Diaz's arse. <laughs> Which is objectifying both of them in completely opposite ways, I suppose. <laughs> and I really, I'm sorry. The, ni- the 90s are back. <laughs> oh no, thank fuck. Real of the year. <laughs> Bring back FHM. <laughs> I want to see watches. I want to see porn likes. <laughs> Who was the I last? want to see the shapes and the beer glasses made by the bubbles. Mind they used to do that. Aye. I, I want really to see Stella Artois tattoos. I want to smell pages of magazines I that fucking... smell like. Yep. Like... Aye, Davidoff. <laughs> smell your dad's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You've been uploaded again, haven't you? How can you oh. tell? I never smell like, like diesel. I never. I, I, I was never. An, I never had the confidence to be an FHM teenager, so I stuck with fucking Sonic the Comic instead. <laughs> um, See, my dad was my dad was an FHM oh, right, okay. nuts guy. Yeah, so I had I, I had a pal Max Power. I had, oh, a, I had them all. Yeah, I had a pal who um, who always got FHM, and uh, and I always used to be like, God, your and your mum just let she get this. Are you hating them? You eating them after you're reading them? <laughs> I had one. There was one, no, two, sorry. There were two lassies up in my wall. That was it. The rest of it was all film and music and comics, boarded comics. It was Drew Barrymore. Oh. Um, and the singer for Snake River Conspiracy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where's the dignity there? That's rough. You had that back. I only had, I only had one. My wife. I only had one. <laughs> Willowfy Buffy. Fuck! <laughs> oh, I. Unbelievable, I'm getting. That was my up. one as well. Yeah, Richie! That was my one. That's what you're after. Right, I'll see you later. I had a Buffy poster for a wee while, but I put, I put the Willow poster over the top of it. <laughs> didn't even take it down because I was like, I didn't want to put it anywhere. Oh! Oh, I write! I write! There goes the Bluetooth sponsorship. <laughs> It's a wee accidental fart. Nearly 40. Oh, bah. So, well, let's bring part one to a close. But um, I enjoyed revisiting it. Aye, I like it. I know it made it sound like I wasn't big on it, but I I thought it was... I thought I really enjoyed myself my time watching it. And it is kind of built like just hundreds of different TV spots smashed together. But that's... Basically, it's charm. Yeah, I think yeah. that was intended as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Aye. But yeah. I mean, and it's so good. Like, you forget sometimes how much, uh, like, you enjoy just charismatic actors as well. Like, Aye. Ewan McGregor. Like, That's a you big know, part of it for sure. Yeah, he, it's disgusting how charming that man yeah. is. And Cameron Diaz <laughs> even when as he's well. been hapless. Aye, oh, aye, totally. Aye. Um, it. Funny, like funny story in terms of reactions to it. I watched it with a girlfriend years ago, and uh, twenty minutes into it, she was like, "I don't think I like this." Forty minutes into it, she was like, "Turn this off." <laughs> <laughs> she made me turn it off. Oh, what? But what was happening forty-five minutes? <laughs> no, it was something else was going on. <laughs> Buffy. <laughs> fucking Buffy. Just Buffy <laughs> Turn this off. 
Just you, you sliding that out and pitting Brazil in. <laughs> <laughs> huh? The worst thing is she loved it enough. <laughs> now this is it. <laughs> All right. Um, right, well, um, that was part one of Love. 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 Join us next time when we'll be discussing... What will we be discussing? We're going to be discussing uh, David Lean's 1945 film, A Brief Encounter. Or just Brief Encounter, sorry. Just Brief Encounter, just not brief, A Brief Encounter. Brief Encounter. Brief Encounter, yeah. Okay. We're going to be classing it up. It's an awfully long title. They're deciding on the title in the title. <laughs> <laughs> brief Encounter, long title. <laughs> sorry. Um, right, well... Yeah, good Cheers. to be back. Thanks, everybody. Good to be Thanks back, for man. listening. Yep. yep. Cheers. Bye. Bye.